You're listening to Day 12 of A Little Bit of Heaven, a special study from North Richland Hills Baptist and Cross Church, focusing on the Christian hope for this life and the life to come. Here's Pastor Scott Mays. Tomorrow starts Question Week, where each day is focused on answering one of your questions about heaven. Each day, starting day 13, we'll focus on one question many of you are asking about the subject and the study of heaven. Today's question is simple and it's a preview of some of the questions we'll receive and answer following the days to come. Today, will heaven be boring? So many people expect to sit on a cloud playing a harp, or others who've read the Bible's description of heaven expect for heaven to be one long worship service. Now, we've all been to services that went just a little bit too long. Heck, I've even preached some of those services. But are we to conclude that heaven's going to be just like one of those boring worship services when we read about the heavenly scenes of worship? In fact, some years ago, Gary Larson captured the idea of a boring existence in heaven in a far side cartoon. Here he pictured a bored man sitting on a cloud looking very much like I would when I wait in a doctor's office hours on end. And above the man's head is the caption of his thoughts reading, Wish I'd brought a magazine. This boring view of heaven was even referenced in the popular book, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, where author Mark Twain's character speaks of heaven as a place where all anyone would do is play the harp all day and sing forever and ever. Now, perhaps when you sing the words, when we've been there 10,000 years, there may be a hint of dread where you think of an infinity spent being bored. Naturally, this doesn't sound appealing at all. Now, there's really two pieces, two layers to this idea that our futures in heaven will be boring. First, there's the underlying spiritual reasons why many of us have adopted such a dismal view of heaven. And secondly, there's how we picture heaven itself a misconception. First, the underlying spiritual reason. The myth that heaven is boring comes due to a lie from Satan himself. Author Randy Alcorn has convinced me that our misguided view of heaven is due to the work of Satan. Jesus said of the devil, quote, when he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies, John 8, 44. Many of us have believed Satan's lies, masqueraded as truth, and now we think that truth, those myths concerning God's home heaven, is boring. Listen again to John's warning concerning Satan in heaven from Revelation 13. The beast opened its mouth to utter blasphemies against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. Again, Alcorn. Quote, Our enemy chose three main targets to slander, God's person, God's people, and God's place, namely heaven. Satan need not convince us that heaven doesn't exist. He need only to convince us that heaven is a boring, unearth-like place. You see, when we believe Satan's lie, then he has successfully robbed us of the joy of anticipation, that tremendous joy heaven can bring us in the right here and now. Consequently, this causes us to think about pleasure and joy only in this life rather than having a hopeful look of our future, knowing Jesus Christ has more good for us in store in eternity. Yes, we all need motivation for this life, 
And when we believe a dismal view of heaven, we believe Satan's lie. It can diminish our joy. So how should we picture heaven? Well, we shouldn't think of heaven as a long, boring worship service. But the Bible says our worship in heaven will be fully fascinating. It will be engaging. Remember your worship on earth is impacted by the curse of sin. Imagine now a sea of people all around you, all of whom are on their knees in worship before the Lord. You look left, you look right. You look before you, behind you, up, down. You see a vast sea of numbers of people all in unified voices singing multiple times the attendance of what would happen at a Cowboy football game at AT AT&T Stadium. So many people, in fact, if you combine all of the football, all of the baseball, all the basketball, hockey arenas in America, picture people of all cultures, of all races from around the globe, representing every race, worshiping. Here they are, united in voice, in song. Here is in heaven is God's love, grace, kindness, his wisdom, his power, his mercy, fully released for all of us to fully enjoy. Now, when you picture that, remember, worship isn't just listening to God's word being preached or singing. No worship can be done and should happen in every aspect of our lives. So whether we eat or drink, the Bible says, whatever we do, we're to do all for the glory of God. Worship's not confined to our actions on Sunday in a particular room called a sanctuary. Our worship is how we work. Our worship in some segments impacts our family life. In heaven, this aspect of worship will happen effortlessly because, again, the curse has been lifted. No, my friend, heaven's not boring. It's captivating, filled with rich beauty and color. The new earth, rather than being static and unchanging, heaven in the new earth is dynamic. We will be fully human. With our resurrected bodies, the new heaven and the new earth is fully fascinating. Remember, heaven isn't a cloud where we sit for the ages, wishing we had a magazine to read, but heaven, the new heavens and the new earth, fully restored, your resurrected body, you'll have an enormous capacity to experience fresh joy as you worship Jesus Christ alongside friends and family. Your conversations will be powerful. Your trips on the new earth will be adventuresome. Your mind and your heart will be redeemed and renewed to experience fresh waves of joy as you marvel at God's handiwork at all of his animals. Yes, animals on the new earth. You think seeing blue whales are interesting now. Wait until you're on vacation, (laughs) your permanent vacation. Just think of your capacity to give thanks to God for all the varied colors that you see heaven. Now lastly, remember the words of Psalm 1611, you make known to me the path of life, and in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. God is not the God of boredom. No, the new heavens and the new earth will be the place of an ever-increasing joy in the presence of God himself.